Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. What's a Patreon, you say? It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. Deal, deal. <laughs> this is only if you got the money. We got koozies. We got custom obituaries. We got stickers. We have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if I don't like history? You're wrong. You love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're going to do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at every corner. Roast Mortemcast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men? Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid-ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point to point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool too, you know. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. He was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hello there, welcome to the Amigos True Crime Stand-Up Comedy Standard Hour. I am Tom. Yeah. I am Travis. I am your Cody for the evening. Uh, guess who's sick? No, oh. a, what's his shirt? Yeah, that's the one who's sick right now, Mike. I, I'm two inches from throwing him off the show completely. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't yeah, want him here anymore. Wait, so he went to Philadelphia. He did a kickflip. He got a bug. Got a virus. What the hell's wrong uh, with this guy? You know, he came back for one episode, like tail between legs. Uh, sure, hey, I'll I'm buy sorry. it. I'll buy it. Yeah, sorry, cause. And then, just, <laughs> oh, I'm sick this week. Yeah, right. He's at home eating Orville Redenbacher, watching, like, The Sopranos. I know him. No, let's be oh, real. Man. He's not e- eating popcorn. He's having uh, Hot Pockets, because that man reintroduced me to the genius of Hot Pocket. He only likes the ham and cheese ones, though. Those are those are B-tier, man. When he was a, a baby boy, he was a real fat kid. He had the, the body of Bobby Hill and the hair of Ellen oh. DeGeneres. That's no good. See, I had the hair of Bobby Hill and the body of Bobby Hill. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so how's your week, dogs? Oh, man. Uh, You know. Uh, I'll I'll go first. Please. Let me go first. I got got dirtiness that I'll blame on one of you guys. Um, Mini family reunion is like, let's go hang out with uncle, cousin, my mom, get some breakfast. Sounds good. Uh, there, you know, my cousin, he's, he's fucking 11, good kid, bright kid, but he's a little too fucking addicted to, you know, the electronics, this and that, and he likes, uh, Switch and iPhones. Oh, they, ca- they caught him vaping? Caught him smoking one of those electronic cancers? No, 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 he's not doing the douche flute thing. The pineapple-flavored <laughs> jewel. Oh, yeah, that's, a uh, that and the seaweed one is a real hot seller here. I can see that. But, uh, spam. Yeah, so... It's been 12 seconds since he got his uh, little sticky hands on a phone. So he asks me for my phone, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I got nothing going on on my phone. It's, it's totally kid safe. 
and I, 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 uh-uh. I give it to him, and then he's just like, he's like, hey, Uncle Cody, can I uh, use your Instagram to uh, add me so I can get one more follower? And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't follow no filth on Instagram. Go do it. And he takes it. He Come on, Cody. You fuck. definitely follow nope. filth on Instagram. Well, I fo- no, All I right. don't, because I'm not an Instagram guy. You're the Instagram guy, mm-hmm. Travis. Cody, I've known you for a while. You follow your filth in other places. Yeah, it's not on Instagram, though, right, Tom? Yeah, agreed. Right. So, like, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, he's like, you just want the Instagram app? I'm like, yo, dude, let it rip. I follow, like, four people there, and they're all good people. And I'll, I'll be happy to, like, give my fucking cousin, you know, one extra follower. <laughs> so he fucking launches it, and it turns out it was signed into the Roast Mortem account. Uh-huh. And the first thing he sees is some fucking fishnet girl taint <laughs> on the top of the feed. <laughs> Whoever you are out there, thank you for scarring my cousin, and I couldn't convince him that I didn't know you personally. Like, uh, like, Cody, who's your friend with the big ass? And I'm just like, I don't know that person, dude. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to say thank you because that boy knows what a fishnet is. Not the one oh. you catch fish in. And he kept asking my, for my phone the entire time. <laughs> just like... He's like, let me, let me, let me play uh, this tap and shoot game. And I'm like, dude, I know you're not gonna try and play that tap and shoot game. Yeah, you're going to the roast mortem feed to see all those, all kinds of titties there. I just hate that he didn't have to scroll at all. It was just like right there, and you know, he thinks everything on that feed is that now. Awesome, but sweet. You are, it should be that nice ass. Yeah, nice ass wherever you are. What about you, Tom? Oh, let's see. Hmm. I took a shit for the first time in a while where I didn't have my phone with me. Hey. Ooh, that's weird. I felt alone. I felt what our ancestors (laughs) felt. You just got to do the 1997 (laughs) thing and grab that uh, Herbal Essence uh, bottle and read it. That's the thing. It's like I never read when I took a poop, and ignorance is bliss. Like, never pick up anything you can read when you poop, because once you do it, you have to read something. All right. So here. I know why you never read anything while you pooped. <laughs> because when you poop, it's an Olympic event. <laughs> it is! Because I know every turkey club you've ever gotten, you didn't yeah. take the toothpick out of. I no. know I know how, how you like to explore the flavors of different rocks in people's driveways. I know that you have a lot to deal with sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know what? It's a hard being me. <laughs> What was the other thing I did? Oh, yeah, me, Gabby, and uh, Big Will went over to Hobbs Fest this week. Oh, yeah, you are saying a little bit about that. Give me more. Terrence Hobbs, he's the guitar player of the uh, legendary death metal band <coughs> Suffocation, and he lives out on Long Island, and it's kind of like a word-of-mouth event. It's not advertised, mm. um, but he's nice. been doing it for a few years. This is the first year we went, and he brings a bunch of uh, awesome death metal bands to play in his backyard, which is pretty big because it's out east somewhere. Oh, hell yeah. The weirdest thing for me, because it felt like a high school party, (laughs) but with so much hair, and everyone knew the music that you were talking about. Like, you know, I would go to a high school party, and it's like, I don't listen to the same music as any of you guys. I'm way cooler than that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here, no one was cool at all. You understand? (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sorry. So, uh, no, we had a great time. Oh, there was this giant bonfire. Someone had just chopped down trees and used them as logs. Was that Paul Bunyan? Someone like that. Oh, like little metal Paul Bunyan. Yeah, and then there, there was these guys just taking cups of gasoline and just throwing it on there. Um, <laughs> you could see the bonfire from like a block away. 
Hell yeah. It, oh, easily man. 12 by 12 feet. Just giant logs, park benches, and everything. It was fantastic. It sounds oh, pretty premium, dog. Nice, yeah. So, uh, Hobbsfest, death metal in the backyard. So, all right, my day, it's all about me right now. It's my yeah. turn. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah. I'd actually like to skip you because you're going to be talking a lot this episode. You did the research. No, it's my turn. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm going to. Well, Let him right. have it. Fine. Have it. I'm going to put myself out there as like a giant misogynist right now. Okay, cool. With this one thing, right, in particular. So <laughs> I went more. with I went to uh, the the Portland Thorns, which is the women's uh, soccer team last night. Okay. Why are they called the Thorns? That's like a nickname for cocks. <laughs> well, Portland's the city of roses, so they Why are the they Thorns. The Portland Roses, then. I don't know. But anyway, I went and saw this women's soccer team, and it was a really good game. But, you know, I was like, hmm. Like, how come all these ladies don't have big boobies? And I'm like, all right, well, might hit them in the face. But then if you think about it, you could do like a slap shot, right? Like, you're going into the goal. No one's ever perfected that. So any ladies with big boobies, tell me if you can play soccer better by doing slap shots. Uh, You'd need to, like, do a little setup, like a knee up or something like that. Right? Okay. No, I, I don't think that's misogynistic at all, sir. All right, you're you're just thinking. Yeah, man, that's just like how do you how do you use the natural gifts your body has? I just I just said, and I, I you know, a lot of them were gorgeous women playing, and they were very yeah. athletic, but uh, sure. none of them had a rack. That's okay. Hmm. Yeah, which there's, is fine. There, but I'm saying there should have on your attack team there should be like one designated big titty lady who slap shots it. Yeah, just a forward striker. Yeah, same thing with the men's. They should have a giant hung dude that stands in the forward striker with his pants off and okay. just fucking like hockey sticks it into the goal. I would be fine with seeing either of those things. Yeah, right? So you're basically getting at like large, abnormally large parts of the body being involved in sports more. Yeah, right. I like absolutely. That. Yeah, absolutely. It could be. It could splinter off and be its own sport. You could have like penis polo. Men or women, doesn't matter. Yeah. Shoes, what you got? You Shoes. got tall legs? If there was a person that was like 15 yeah. feet tall, but it was yeah. all leg, that person would play soccer. Or basketball. Or basketball. Or they would ski. <laughs> Majestically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Is that enough banter? Did we do it? I don't we know. Let it. us know We're... on social medias. Uh, yeah. If, yeah, were if we, we witty? talk too much or too little at the top of these. All right, Travis, who done it tonight? Who done did it? Where hey. is Carmen Sandegas? Okay. Is he next to Waldo? All right. Before I talk about Waldo, before I talk Carlos San Diego, well, actually, it has to do with both of those people. Mm. I want to ask you guys a question. I want a serious response. I want like, no. this goofiness that you guys do all the time. What the fuck? I want a serious response. So right. where do you think the most important place is in modern history? Like post-18th century. IHOP, right, Tom? Shut up! Palestine? Palestine? What about you, Cody? Not IHOP. Don't give me that goof, dude. I mean, I'm serious. IHOPs in Palestine. There's probably more original ideas in IHOP than there are in Palestine. Most important place in modern history. I don't know. Fucking, I'm going to say New York City. That is wrong. Both of you are wrong. You're both wrong. I'm right. Ohio. Ohio is probably the most influential place in the world. How wrong can one man be so early in a podcast? Yeah, right, Cody? What's going on? So without Ohio, there would probably be no United States. Europe would be completely different. 
and all of the world events that shaped the world in the 19th and 20th century would have never happened. Oh, nice prologue. Uh, one thing, don't believe you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you how it happened. Also, another key fact that would not exist, we would not have Arthur Treacher's, the premium fast food restaurant that started in Ohio. English food never in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, uh, also, not going to believe you right now. All right. Travis, the, the English drink so much to distract them from their food and their cuisine and their wives. All right, well, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, the English don't know anything about food. I know that. Well, it's not snacks. They got crisps and stuff, but yeah. like, and then everything is just buttered bread. And the butter, they just get France's old shit. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to be talking about a man that hates the British. Uh, we are roasting um, the American Revolution general and 18th century fuckboy, Mad Anthony Wayne. Anthony Wayne. Huh? This is your second Mad. You've My yeah. third, I think. No, you did Mad really? Jack Churchill. And then Sam Hughes. Was mad. Was he mad? Mad Sam Hughes? Mad Sam he was a mad yeah, man. So. But did I people think, call him that? I think this is my third, dude. <sighs> Let us know. All right, whatever. <laughs> Let me know. I don't even know. I so know. Uh, you might not have heard about this dude, but he was one of America's shining star, military stars. Um, and there were a lot of good qualities about him, but there were mainly terrible things about this guy, uh, which makes, that's why we do the episode. You know what I mean? Gotcha. <laughs> whatever. Um, so also, if you guys are good and you don't like be all, I don't know, whatever you guys do on the show, uh -huh. I'm going to end the episode with a little spooky paranormal ghost story. Oh, thank God. The podcast world oh. is going to love us. Be I know. still my beating heart. Our downloads are going to go up tenfold. Yeah. It's all going to be a bunch of spooky Wiccans. <laughs> Get those crystals out of here. All right, so Lil Wayne was born New Year's Day no. in 1745 in Chester County, Pennsylvania, at the Waynesboro Estate. All right. What year did you just say again? 17-something? 1745. All right. Uh, America's not free yet. America's not free. And uh, let, me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about this little uh, Batman Waynesboro. It's a sprawling 360-acre estate. Uh, complete with a stone house, farm, and tannery. Come on. All, right. all the amenities. Jacuzzi. Mm, okay. Hot tub. Is it still there today? It's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. It might be there. They probably have quads in the front yard now. The tannery is now the tanning room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a classy. Yeah. So, so uh, Anthony Wayne's father, Isaac, immigrated from Ireland and became one of the most wealthiest farmers in the area, mainly off of his wheat and rye that he grew. But by the time Anthony was born, the cash cow or dried cash cow was in the tannery. Oh, ho, ho, ho. see, I did well there, done, Cody. So, yeah. I did one of your jokes. Yeah, you did a Cody joke, <laughs> and then you missed you messed it up. <laughs> I messed it up. The jerky. So he did do a Cody joke. You call it the jerky tank. <laughs> Come on. No, that's something else entirely. <laughs> so Isaac hoped that his son, Anthony, would grow up to be a gentleman farmer, and he would continue the <laughs> Waynesboro legacy. A gentleman farmer? He's got his pinky out while he's shoveling pig shit? What's going on? Uh, so gentleman farmers, that was like a thing back then. It was basically a dude that like didn't know anything about farming. Gentlemen. Yeah, but then had workers, if you were in the north, or slaves in the south that were like, I don't know, I'll fucking do it. Oh, a creative director. 
<laughs> yes, a creative oh, wow, director of Tom, farms. Thank you. What a great tie through the annals of history. All those creative <laughs> director jobs apply. Hire me. Please. Hire all of us. Yeah. We'll talk uh, about poop. I'm just saying, if you hire me as a creative director, your perfume that you own will just all become jokes. Like, that'll be the whole initiative. Is that what you dream of? Yeah. Just poopy doo-doo jokes? All right, so obviously Anthony did not grow up into a gentleman farmer. Little Anthony was all about war. He loved uh-huh. reading the classics of Julius Caesar, and he would walk around his class beating his classmates up with sticks, reenacting the Roman gem- the Roman emperor on his conquests. Let boys be boys. <laughs> Let the kids play. It's Ohio, for fuck's sakes. Who's going to know about it? No, he's in Penn. He's a Pennsylvania boy. Oh, I thought it was Ohio. Ohio's I'm- the most important part, and we're going to get in that right now. Tom Segway. What? Oh, riding the Segway. Off a cliff. So why is Ohio probably one of the most important places in modern history? Well, when Anthony was growing up, the young 21-year-old Virginian commander named George Washington headed over the Allegheny Mountains into the French-controlled American frontier that is now Ohio. Shut up, Tom. Boring. Tom, this is history, dog. You all know about Ohio. I don't care. <laughs> I care a little bit. Keep going. Uh, so Washington had a letter from British command. He's obviously working for the British because he's a little British citizen. Um, and he, this letter he had to deliver to the French, who were busy building forts and making allegiances with the Native American tribes in the area. The letter pretty much said, "Yo, bitch, this is uh, British territory, not French." So like, leave. Okay. okay. So Washington aligned himself with Archer Treachers, which, aka the Virginia military m- militia. And it, uh, a group of native warriors called the Mingo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the little Mingarena. The, that was such a far reach. You need to apologize to everyone for that. No, dog. I'm working on becoming a history teacher. <laughs> My jokes have to get way less Yeah, funny. creative history, history teacher. I want you to be a history teacher. You could do it, dude. You sound like a history teacher to me now. Well, you know, all right. Well, Which we're is why talk- I'm bored. We're going to talk about brutal shit now. And these Mingo people, right? right. The he, head of the Mingo, the, like his name was Tana Charison. Yeah. Okay. And so Tana Charison did. He was like, check out that French commander that's like wounded. And he took his axe and rammed it into his skull, cracked it open, ate his brains. Whoa. We eating brains in this episode, dude? Dude, I, I, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said don't do that. No, it's not. Uh, so why yeah, is he yeah. doing that? Uh, why, why would you do that? That's disgusting. That's how you get smarter. Tastes like Kuru. It's, uh, it's how you turn to a crazy person. <laughs> crazy, well, shaky person. Crazy equals smart. I got diseases now because I eat the different protein. <laughs> Scale. So this guy just has French brains all over his face. But that that gotcha. was the event that started what the Americans called the French and Indian War. Or as the rest of the world calls it, the Seven Years' War. Oh, it's the same thing, really. Yeah, That's how forgettable both the French and the Native Americans are. <laughs> so, in my opinion, this is the Second World War, because the first one was the Spanish uh, War of Secession, then we had this war, and then all those other wars. So You'd make a great history teacher. What you're saying right now is that we have an impending World War V coming up? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, we got a pending World War Five. So, 
World War One is actually World War Three. Yes. Okay. And where does the prisoner of Azkaban comes in? <laughs> I am also dying to know this. Well, the reason why I call it World War is because all of the Fre- all of the English and French territories all duked it out across all the different con- continents. And this cool. is one of the major reasons why the English were like, yo, we need a little bit more taxes from the Americans because, like, we kind of defended you. Yeah. I remember that. And we told them, no, we have a picture of a snake. <laughs> Don't step on we, it. We have a gun. <laughs> Everyone's got at least a gun. One gun. We never really liked tea. We run on Duncan, so <laughs> fuck off. All right, so anyway, all this shit is happening on Anthony's front door. Because if you don't know where Ohio is, it's next to Pennsylvania. Uh, so little prepubescent Wayne is causing disruptions in his uncle's classroom. He's telling his classmates about all the action he read in the papers and, like, hitting them over the head with sticks and shit. He's like, well, this is what happened when you're a French boy and I'm a Native American. I read better. I read it for before you came to my door first. I'm closer. That makes, that makes me the fucking winner. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so this kid sucks already. Yeah, so then Isaac, his dad's like, yo, Anthony, if you don't cut this shit out, I'll make you work on the farm, for real. You're not going to be a gentleman father, farmer. You're going to be, like, picking poop out of a cow's anus. Like, Mike Rowe shit. Can we call him uh, Tony? Oh, he is called Tony. We will get to, we'll get <laughs> oh, to how right. he's called Tony. Man, I like it, this. What's even better about your, like, history teacher approach that, like, I know maybe, like, 10 of our fans like, but my approach, which is predicting <laughs> history... Which is insane if you think about it, because yeah. like I don't know anything about this, but for some reason it comes to me, <laughs> and uh, so I just want to say you guys are welcome. Yeah, I will, well, I will keep doing the podcast with you. Tom's like a fucking oracle. <laughs> the oracle of the ages is spoken. Oh, drop my beer. Didn't see uh, that coming, did you? Fucker? Yeah. Whoa, look no, at because that. That's Smart the boy. I only predict the history. I don't predict the future. <laughs> Tom Saltman, history predictor. <laughs> I love it. That is the worst. Like, so wait, well, who's that guy from uh, Back to the Future? Buzz but, or? But you get the point because, like, I, I I don't know much about history. I have a history podcast with you fellows, and a lot of this is just calling it before it happens, before it comes out of your mouths. You know, it's incredible. But, but written down previously. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean I read it. I barely read. Uh, I read only for the show. Out. That's the only time I read. And I don't enjoy it, by the way. So you're no. welcome, audience. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Roast Mortemcast. All right. So Anthony shapes up after that. He's like, I don't want to work on a farm. I don't even really want to work. So he grows up. Seven years of war ends. And by the age of 18, he has all the makings of a proper gentleman. <laughs> What's, he got? What's he got going? What's he got going for him? Well, he, has, he is dressing in all the finest uh, fancy pants fashion of the time. He is pursuing oh, cool. gentleman hobbies like astronomy, fencing, and dancing. Sometimes yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, fencing is just dancing with a stick. Yeah, you, you can did. also, you know, I, they always say soccer is the only sport that you um, don't need any equipment for. Fencing is also another one. Well, dude, no, wrestling. No, fencing. Because you could do that in a closet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could do uncle. fencing in a closet, you too. You don't even need you space. You get my joke! What, what, what swords are real? Was there a joke? I forgot. Sometimes I'm, you know, you're so history oriented. What <sighs> fencing without equipment? Oh, okay. Oh, that penis kind of touching. Penis oh, yeah, touching. Yeah. Got it. Sword. That is a good joke. Sword I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, you can do that. 
<laughs> now, Travis, as far as penis jokes, you're a master of subtlety. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Hire. Thank you for what you bring to this podcast. Subtlety isn't his forte. We know this. So when he slips in a good one like that, can't blame me for missing it. It's a good joke, Travis. I'm Don't worry. When I'm the defending PP myself. Gets- when the pee pee gets erect and you touch it a lot, it shoots cream. <laughs> yeah. Subtle. Bingo. We are now sex ed as well. Officially. <laughs> okay, so by 1765, Anthony lands himself a job with the dickhead that we already roasted, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, oh yeah. shit. So Anthony becomes a surveyor. And he gets sent off into the Canadian wilderness aboard the ship Charming Nancy with a bunch of (laughs) other dandies to go map out Nova Scotia for a potential settlement. Wow. Some rough and tumble men there. Uh, Charming Nancy is, it's worse than the F word. That is no. that is quite the slur. That's a rude (laughs) ship to be on, if you understand what I'm saying. It is. Very that rude. Is, that is a uh, masterful uh, sex position that requires uh, a cheese grater. Ooh. We become one, and then we decide who Nancy is. <laughs> Who's the Nancy now? Charm my Nancy! Charm my Nancy! Just a little bit of roast mortem lore. If you go back to the Benjamin Franklin episode, Nova Scotia was the only thing Benjamin Franklin gave to his loyalist son, because it was worthless. And oh, Anthony man. was the one that determined that it was worthless. I'm giving worth. I am a worth. Yeah. So yeah, after Anthony like... gets back from Nova Scotia, from his expedition, mm-hmm. he meets the 16-year-old Mary Penrose at a Christmas party. Nice, dude. Yeah. Love Christmas. Yeah. He, uh, Christmas An- poon is great. Anthony quickly renames her Polly for some reason. Then pokes her squishy bits and gets married a couple months later. In that order. Yep. <laughs> How do you name, rename someone? I don't know. He just starts calling her Polly all the time, which has nothing to do with Mary or Penrose. Yeah. It's fucking I mean, weird. Maybe maybe there was like a different woman in his life, and then he screamed that name out during sex. I mean, my name was Lloyd until you guys started calling me Cody. <laughs> this adds up. Yeah. Uh, so for their honeymoon, Anthony brings her on another expedition to Nova Scotia. And Polly's like, this is really dumb. Uh, I hate this. So, uh, can we go back to Waynesboro? He's like, all right. Sure. Then, An- then Anthony spits a bunch into her vagina, and Polly shits out two children, Margarita yeah. and Isaac. What was that about being a sex ed podcast? Can we strike <laughs> yeah, that? No, we're going to strike that. Yeah. yeah get, get that out of here. No, okay, that's thanks. how you have babies. You go. Tuh, 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 tuh. Why do you think when you do like DNA testing, they take spit? <laughs> oh, I just heard awkward. your brains right no, there. No, no, because it'd be awkward for the lab tech to hold out a test tube while I jerked off into it, Travis. They don't yeah. get paid enough. Look, um,. Uh This is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So while Polly was a very... uh, I'm just going to call her Polly for now on because he renamed her Polly and that's what he called her. Legally? No, her name was legally Mary, but like everyone called her Polly. He's like, you're Polly. And then everyone was like, oh, she's Polly. This is back in a time in America where like women were not able to make friends or anything. (sighs) 
yeah. So and they made they made all their associations through their husband. Yeah. So uh-huh. so it's like, hey, uh, you gotta you gotta strap up with me. Sounds good, but also you're Polly now. <laughs> you're welcome. And then so, he introduces everyone. Hello, Alex. This is Polly, my wife. Hello, Daniel. This is Polly, my wife. Please don't All spit day. in her vagina. Yeah, I've been doing that, and I got one coming. <laughs> <laughs> so while Polly was very, t- uh, she was very uh, shy and timid. Anthony was very loud. He was an ADHD motherfucker. He was enthusiastic about everything he almost did. Uh, you know, he's just like one of those guys. He's like, oh yeah, I love doing this. Great, I love touching this like grape thing. What is this? A grape I found on the side of the road? I'm gonna touch it for a while. Fuck yeah! Nice. Clear my schedule. <laughs> a whole bunch of grapes. <laughs> he also really liked to get drunk down at the pub and oh, discuss and discuss politics because this is the 1770s now, and America is getting all bratty about not paying reasonable taxes. Okay. Shut up. Listen up here. <laughs> Shut Fuck up. Sh- yeah. It's true. We needed that break. You tattoo the American flag on your erection right now just to prove yourself loyal. Uh, Patriotic, not, rather. Not doing it. I mean, I'll do a little, a couple little piercings and get a post-it size American flag to wave off of it. There you go. <laughs> bring, up the the, bring up the flag there. Yeah, I'll bring it up. Why not? Who? who oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, need this. Okay, need freedom. We need it. We're, we're babies. We need to get out of the house. Give it okay. a wave. Thank you. Ba- no more baby time. We're done with the English. They, they're, they're not for us. It makes sense. Travis, shut up. Okay? Well, if I shut up, we can't finish the episode. That's the end of the episode. Shut up about that. All right, all right, fine. So one night, Anthony and his friends, Jacob and Caleb, uh, uh-huh. they not, get no really, jokes there. They get really hammered. And assault a bar barmaid named Phoebe. Uh, now we're not sure about the details of the assault, but the court case ended in Jake and Anthony, Jacob, and uh, Caleb paying fines to Phoebe. Wow. Okay. So I mean, you know, he's hanging out with these at these bars, fucking with the barmaids. Got it. Anthony really liked women. He he just loved them. How much did he like women, Travis? <sighs> Well, can you name what his favorite woman was? Susan B. Anthony. Sacagawea. All the women on coins. Someone that he called Lady America. Oh, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Is that her stage oh, yeah. name? When did he, she take the stage? He talked all about Lady America. He always talked about Lady Fortune. He's always talking about him. Okay, so not to be confused with Lady Liberty? Different? Nah. Same. That, that was till the French built that statue. That's in Fivels Go West. <laughs> I like how it's copper in that movie, or copper colored still. Never say never. Wayne was elected as an assemblyman to the was Pennsylvania it? Parliament. Uh, so with that, Wayne just left his family and headed off to life in the big city in Philly in 1774. Okay. Now, when sure. when he wasn't starting dissent about the British in Parliament. He was making his rounds to the local playhouses, the pubs, and the theaters. Ooh. I feel All like right. he was the only guy in 1770s America with a pair of Oakleys. <laughs> On the back of his head. For whatever reason, my brain thought Oakleys were shoes, and I got very confused when you put them on the back of your head. <laughs> what kind of high sign is this? 
So Anthony became very close, wink, 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 with his best friend's sister, Sally Robinson, and also Sally's best friend, Hetty Griffiths. All right, all right, so we got all the silly names in this episode then, Travis. Also, uh, back then, if you had, if you were friends with a woman back then, you were having sex with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Because as history tells it, and my prediction will display, that got there it. might be some kind of grievance between the genders. Well, what? No. That well, also- we might only be resolving in recent years. Yeah, but also, how are they Hopefully. not going to like? How are you? Gonna, you're not going to be like, oh, did you see that Netflix like series two days ago? Like, it was great. Like, no, you're just going to be like, dude, check out this. I got a dog. Where's your wet spot? Well, yeah, because there, there was no streaming services back then. Yeah, and who yeah. was loading in DVDs? No, you just like, huh? <laughs> you look like someone I want to hang in. <laughs> Whoever the uh, lady friend is is like, well, we could be friends on paper, <laughs> and I'll show you a good time because I like to have friends too. <laughs> Guys, get out there! You know, just tell a woman you want to have sex with her. It's fine. Yeah, hell so, yeah, yeah. This is what you do. This is what the founding fathers did. Yeah, yeah. just do what they did. Roll up to some bitty and be like, "You want to Netflix and chill?" And then when she says yes, you'd be like, "Fuck that! We're gonna IMAX and climax tonight." That was invented I- then, right? Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, leave me hanging, you fuckers. Uh, yeah. We're gonna six well, farthings and fuck. <laughs> Would you like the six uh, farthings and fuck with me? This is all right. Okay. So we've established we've established that they're smooching their nether bits together. Yeah, right? fine. But also, what's weird is that <laughs> in all the letters. Anthony calls them his daughters, which are kind of creepy, right? Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, predicting that incest porn. There you yeah. go. You've said that before. One of you guys said it. I don't remember, I don't remember whose voice is who when I'm cutting these. So it's fine, yeah. It's, it's a sad. theme. It's a theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, shortly after entering politics, Anthony decides to join the Continental Army in 1775 because America was all like, fuck the British. You know, we got to start doing something. Hmm. So um, because of his social status, he enters the military career as a colonel because that's, you know, fair. But it also meant that he uh, got a big old fancy uniform and got a lot of pussy. And free fried chicken. Yeah. Anthony always kept his uniform in pristine condition. I mean, like creepy, like like everything. This was like dirt times. People are covered in dirt. Dirt times. Okay. And this guy's like, dude, where's my Tide stick? I need to fucking clean this. I mean, it might have been uh, compulsive. Because of his pristine uniform and his playboy attitude, he was nicknamed Dandy Tony. (laughs) Dandy Tony. Even better than Tony. (laughs) Dandy Tony. I'm Dandy Tony. And the fifth thing I want to say to you people, and the two things I'd like to say, the first one is don't touch me soup. The second one is I hated Wallace and Gromit, and I'm ready to die to never see it again. That's very And I don't care that they Americanized chicken run. They've done it. (laughs) They've done it. (laughs) Okay, so the American Revolution begins. Anthony's first battle is the invasion of Canada. You never heard about that one because we lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, All right. All right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Valid. 
So he um, he was at the Battle of Trois Rivières in Quebec. Fancy. Um, but on his way up there, he uh, made a visit with um, General Philip Schuler, who was like, I think he lived up in like Schenectady or some shit upstate New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he meets the general's two daughters, Angelica and Elizabeth, aged 19 and 18. So, I need to make new friends right now. <laughs> yeah. around Show the, me a penis. Around the same age, but they were like all over him, boobies and all, just like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh you're the best boy. Look at your uniform. It's so clean. And I have re- to turn around real quick. Can you hold this tit while I do it? <laughs> <laughs> he actually refuses them. And later he writes to his buddy, hmm. Thomas Robinson, who was the best friend that he was banging his sister. You know, that guy? He's like, hey, guys. Sure, yeah, that guy. He's like, uh, guess what? Uh, and this is his word. It would have been cruel to endeavor uh, to win affection with such innocent good girls. I therefore studiously endeavored to keep out of the way of temptation. Studiously, you say. Also, I married. I forgot to mention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, he's basically like, dude, could have boned him like your sister, but like, didn't need to. And who is he saying that to? His, like Clyde at the fucking bar. <laughs> He's just like, hey, dude, have you have you banged all those chicks? Those two fucking hot chicks, like throwing their puss around at you. <laughs> I don't want to dirty their young reputations. I have a wife. <laughs> Leave me be. Oh no. Also, I went Australian for a bunch of that. It's fine. I'm keeping it in. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep it up. I'm sure we had a real dirty, like, broken English accent, like America, Americans back then. You know what I mean? It was probably uh, one oh, of those yeah. weird fucking, like, offshoot, you know, like, I've always felt like Australia and South Africa just, like, bad English, <laughs> you know? Pretty much. Uh, I mean, objectively, I, yes. <laughs> anyway. Well, either way. So he's like, could have banged it, banging your sister already. Um, but also, just to mention, Elizabeth Schuler, one of the daughters, the 18-year-old, 18, legal, bruh, um, she actually went on to become Alexander Hamilton's wife. So I'm sure when Wayne interfaced with Hamilton, because he, he was always seeing Hamilton, he was like, dude, could have boned your wife, but uh, didn't. <laughs> Alex, Alex, it's me, your buddy Tony. Remember that time I told you I almost had sex with your wife? That was going to happen, but then I remembered I was married and in public. <laughs> that's, that, that's when you, and that's the first time uh, the phrase weird flex came, came into we, existence. I, I met her in a 7 Eleven, and we were going to have sex next to the chimichungas. But then I remembered I had a wife. <laughs> So, like I said, this is all happening going up to Quebec. The Americans lose in Canada. Even though they lost, Wayne did a, a particularly good job commanding the rear guard and was recognized for that. Um, after, and then after the Americans got their butts pushed in at Ticonderoga, George Washington was like, Dude, you were in two failing ba- battles, Tony Dandy. Why don't you become Brigadier General? Like, we're going to promote you. You lost Brilliant. twice. Hey, you lost one. You lost Ticonderoga. We make pencils out of them. Why don't you do something better? That's how George Washington spoke. Yeah. yeah. In uh, Ro- Rose Mortem War, 
I guess. So, now look, I'm not going to go into every battle that Anthony fought, because Tom would fall asleep, because he doesn't like history, even though he's a fucking history podcast. No, uh, I don't like when you do history. All right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like there was a joke there, but no. No, I'm not even going to do a joke. I don't even want to do this a joke. truth. Just, I've just, never seen Tom more serious. <laughs> just listen to history. <laughs> so basically, Anthony, I will talk about a few things that he, he did, but his military career was basically the course of the American Revolution. So he basically got his ass handed to him like the rest of America until the French came in and saved our ass. Hey. So, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. They don't talk about it too much, but no. uh, facts is facts. So, during his entire campaign, Anthony kept comparing himself or Washington to Julius Caesar. Now, if you know Caesar, Caesar was very amazing at military uh, tactics. His strategy... And getting stabbed. And getting stabbed by penises. No, he was doing the penis stabbing. Dangerous, Tom. So, his, his strategy is actually studied today at West Point and other military academies. So, that gave Wayne a little bit of an edge. Because um, he was particularly good at battlefield tactics. But if you know anything about military history, any military dude that compares himself to Caesar is yeah. probably an egotistical maniac. I mean, we've got yeah. like Hitler, Napoleon, Mussolini, Douglas MacArthur that we talked about. All those people compare themselves to Caesar. Before I, before <laughs> I uh, talk about the biggest blunders and highlights of the American Revolution with Anthony... I thought this was very important. So during the entire revolution, Anthony was riding back to Polly at Waynesboro. He, he was also riding Sally and Hetty uh, at the same time. Nice. The guy liked to write letters. You know, he's like sliding into them DMs. Dear wife that I've named. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here. Julius Caesar ended up eating croutons off of a horse's mane for me afternoon lunch. What's and I'm telling them everyone what to do about it. And guess what they're doing? Exactly what I said. Just the way I told you to keep your name Polly for the rest of your life until I fucking throw another baby inside you. I'm going to keep spitting at you. <laughs> you change your name every time she's pregnant? Uh, every time. Well, every time. it's a game. It's it's uh, Twister, you know? <laughs> Left, left hand, red. Uh, new, <laughs> new uterus, new name. <laughs> Tom, you you actually weren't that far off because basically all of his letters were just him talking about how, how like his military conquests and you know like how great he was doing. <laughs> Tom, shit. put your penis away. I'm the best predictor of podcasts. <laughs> I know everything about the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a good day to be me. And now, Polly started out with writing all these things about how he missed him and like, when are you going to be home? And like, Anthony could have gone on furlough, which is like something that was common for generals back in the day. They could have been like, yo, dude, let me take a month off. I got to see my wife boner a little bit. You know, I'll be back fighting the revolution. Furlough. Right. Yeah. But uh but but Anthony would always say that Lady America needed me. I must oh. fight for liberty. That's the worst guy in the office. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, that guy. Fuck that guy. He doesn't put a new pot of coffee on even if he takes the last. <laughs> so Dude, I'm busy working. I got a lot of fucking reports to fill out. I got three clients on voicemail. <laughs> Gotta get back. Making coffee is for betas. So eventually their notes became less frequent and more cold. 
And Anthony just was basically instructing Polly on how to upkeep Waynesboro while also talking about his exploits. And Polly was like, all right, uh, like this dude, like, I uh, like, fuck this dude. I'm going to stop writing. So she sk- stops completely. But Anthony just keeps like sending letters off. Like, I don't know. It's maybe it's because if he died, like this was his like diary. You know what I mean? More of like, I must have my letters sent right. to someone. I will send it to Polly. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like definitely that conversation had like, yeah. It's not that I care for her, but she keeps a good filing cabinet and a piece of ducks. Good wife. Right. So he just constantly sending, sending letters over, and this is how we know so much about him. But also, over the course of the war, Anthony's playboy exploits became the brunt of some jokes in the papers. And I'm sure Polly got around to that. You know, I was like, oh, shit, this is this guy talking about how he bones people. In the papers. In the Why papers. would you make that public at all, ever? I mean, he didn't. He didn't do it on purpose. It's just penis was out in every ta- tavern he oh. stopped in. Fucking oops! <laughs> Very Italian named Irish man <laughs> finds himself in a predicament once again, <laughs> as <laughs> as he keeps forgetting he's married to a woman he <laughs> named. So, so uh, like I said, Anthony's notes to Polly to Sally and Hetty were still being sent. They were way more flirtatious, asking about how they were. There's probably some dick stains on there from, like, scratch and sniff, you know. Yeah. And even after Sally got married, uh, Wayne kept sending her letters after she stopped responding. Like, he's like, you want to hear about me, right? Oh, Oh, check out this peen-peen. She's like, I'm married, dude. Stop it. Only super important people who are very busy do that kind of stuff. I was yeah. going to say, like, that, that's like a guy at a bar who's talking to you about a business he owns, but doesn't realize when you've left the bar, and he's just still, like, talking to, like, seemingly empty air. I've seen so many of these people. Right? I want to <laughs> give him, like, a fucking archetype name or something like... Don't live like this! No. Never. <laughs> so then then, May, then Wayne met, met another woman named Mary Vining after the Battle of Brandywine. I'll give her a Vining. <laughs> so Mary Vining was the wife yeah. of the Continental Congressman of Delaware. <laughs> she was okay. she was a super fancy lady, very high society. And Wayne definitely tapped that. As we explained, there are no friendships between man and woman. No, never. Yeah, it's either good day, ma'am, or let me lick your asshole. <laughs> your hairy asshole. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, there was no bleaching back then, you know? Good day, no, no. or let me be your bidet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> On top of all that, he's sending letters to her as well. And now, while Wayne had always been a big proponent towards boycotting British products like tea, um, his, his penis was not about to get in the way of his corporate morality. He asked a British POW that was being traded for an American POW to order some British-made dresses in New York, which is a British territory, like stronghold, for uh-huh. Mary Vining. Lovely. So remember, uh, boycott's okay unless if you're getting your dick sucked and like, fuck that shit. That's, you know, you need to do that if you want to mean something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't totally. Yeah, I got you. I, I got you, bro. I think he just betrayed Lady America, you know what I mean? Swan just this once. That's fucking nothing, dude. Look at the entire United States of America right now, or rather 50% of them that are rather vocal, that <laughs> want to save the earth, mm. uh-huh. and are still way down, 
with Sombra single serving hummus <laughs> because it's vegetarian. I like hummus. So, all right, we're going to go back to the killing and stuff, like the the, yeah. the war stuff. So, this is history, Tom. You go back to sleep. We're not talking about ladies' vaginas or, you know, getting around town, you know? You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one of Anthony's biggest blunders was the Palawi Tavern in Pennsylvania. The Palawi Tavern okay. Massacre. Oh, fuck me. And uh, keep in mind, this happened almost 30 miles from Waynesboro. Uh, Wayne never checked on his wife or children or anything. I think he saw them once over the nine years that, of his military career. There you go. Fire and forget. <laughs> How you doing, Polly? Uh, what's their names again? <laughs> How so, many? Even though he had intel that the British were in the area of this tavern, he failed to station guards and even just failed to tell his troops to be careful. Wayne was like, nah, like the British don't know where we are. We're just like, right, this tavern, dude. Yeah. Okay. So so in the middle of the night, uh, the British General Charles, nickname No Flint Gray. Um, no, you need the flint. Well, this is how he got his nickname was he snuck into camp into Wayne's camp without firing a shot. He told his troops, don't prime your weapon. Just fix your bayonets and just started bayoneting everyone in their sleep. And that's, yeah, that's and harsh. eventually the sounds of bayonets sinking into rib cages and British yelling no quarter roused Wayne and uh, Rain, Wayne and the rest of his troops just ran off into the woods. Reminds me of uh, Delaware River and, and uh, Christmas. Yeah. Americans uh, kind of learned a lot from their British uh, enemies. Why not? Yeah. So this fucked up Anthony Wayne's reputation a bunch. And after this, Washington gave him the embarrassing job of trying to commandeer cattle to feed the troops. Okay. Yeah, so All right. So I mean this is because the Continental Army, the Americans were always at the point of starving. I mean we never we, we never had enough food. They weren't supplied and this started our country's um you know just uh trend of just not giving a shit about our troops or vets. So anyway, the British saw Wayne and his troops running around a field trying to chase cows. And they na- they nicknamed him the Cow Chaser. So this was like floating around in the news. Oh, Anthony Wayne, what a cow chaser! That was his Tinder what a profile. Bad nickname. <laughs> like bovine Tony would have been a lot better. Yeah, bovine. Yeah. yeah, anything like it. Just take your time with it. Yeah, you had nothing but time back. I'd go then. by Beef Creeper. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, the Beef Creeper. The Beef Creeper. This is why you've named all of our podcasts. You're welcome. I do good. Can we start a podcast called Beef Creeper? I thought you were going to yeah. say, can we start a podcast of just naming other podcasts? And I was just like, hell yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, that might be fun to do <laughs> something episodes. where we, uh, yeah, we listen to other people's cut rate podcasts, just like our own, and then just rename them for them. <laughs> yeah. That'd be and, great. And, and we'll demand like 15 bucks if they actually go through it or something like that. Oh, that's going to do great for their downloads. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know this podcast you've been listening to? Well, we're going to call it uh, Chippy Chumps Mangerman's. <sighs> and 
<laughs> and they're going to change their RSS feed, and you're going to have to refine that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to because you're their friend. You already did it once. Tom's just out to like kill the competition. Chippy Mangermans. <laughs> I want less podcast. Yeah. Okay. More. More. Uh, we put more stuff for us. You know how hard this is for me. Do you know how hard it is for me, guys? Tom's like silently so weeping bored. all the time. Well, oh yeah. Yeah, well, at this point, the Pennsylvania line that Wayne was commanding was also feeling very hard. You know, they're like, I haven't eaten anything. I don't have shoes. Okay. Like, they're down. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> like, they what the fuck's shoes. going on, man? And then they decide to mutiny. They're like, fuck this shit. Oh. Like, you Wayne, go. you're an idiot. I, like, you can't even catch cows. And, like, you're having to sleep in this tavern. And the British are over there jerking off in the bushes, like, with their bayonets ready. Get back to your camps. I'm out here chasing cows. You guys never seen me a mad full-grown man taking a cow before? <laughs> if I could take in a cow, I'm not going to take you down. Put you to bed now, boy. <laughs> so Why do you just pa- wait for the cow to sleep? Like, aren't they, like, out enough you can just tip them over when they're sleeping? Or is that an urban legend? I don't know. I don't know about that, actually. Well, to, anyone up. from the Midwest, uh, let us know if you can yes. actually tip cows. Um, so the Pennsylvania line mutinies, and they killed a few officers, but they spared Anthony Wayne, who just tailed the renegade army, uh, pleading for them to fall back in line while they marched all the way to Philly to protest. So this guy's just running behind his army like, oh, please, uh, please come back, sir. Blah, blah, blah. Stand in line. Fight for your country. Lady America's juicy and wet for you. And that didn't work. No, it didn't work. <laughs> I- I'd be back there in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> so I'm not sure why, but Anthony was still a brigadier general. All this shit happened. These, these, his whole troops mutinied. And Washington's like, all right, I'm going to put you in charge of the light corps. Um, no, which was ba- which was basically like a hodgepodge of troops from Pennsylvania, New England, Virginia, and New York. New York. Just okay. like I don't know, we got these extra guys. Let's make the light core. So what does it do uh, just someone that Anthony Wayne fucking commands. So Anthony's <laughs> like, all right, I got to reclaim some honor. I'm gonna try taking the nearly impregnable British fort Stony Point on the Hudson. Sounds and now, impregnable. Yeah, the uh, the Hudson was a very important like uh, river back then because like it would travel all the way through New York. You move troops and supplies, all this shit. Right, right. So he pretty much just borrowed the tactic that was used on him, just like don't fire and just stab them with the pointy bits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I can't believe yeah, just go for pokies is a valid military tactic. Yeah, so he just went for pokies, slaps only. And there you go. Good, Travis. Slaps only, and he takes this fort. And it's, like, really impressive. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Washington gives him a medal. Um, but in his report, he failed to mention anyone that wasn't from Pennsylvania. So all the New Englanders that like they were the ones that like actually entered the fort under a false white flag. He was like, "No, nah, those guys didn't do shit. Virginians they didn't do anything. New Yorkers, eh, it's all Virginians, oh, oh, all fucking man. Pennsylvanians." That's rough. I hope Tom Brady doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Why? All right, I'd be fine if Tom Brady listened to this. <laughs> just episode. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So got so me. just to show you how smart the uh, Americans were at the time, Washington held the fort for a few months 
then just abandoned it, and the British moved right back in. <laughs> oh, brilliant maneuver. I salute you. Nice. Yeah, so all that shit Wayne did for nothing. <sighs> Love there it. There you go. So thus far, Wayne had been shot a few times. Uh, one of them was by an American sentry guard that had shot him in the leg in the middle of the night after f- uh. Wayne had failed to signal to him. <laughs> he didn't give the high sign? Yeah. Um, that musket ball remained in his leg for the rest of his life. Oh, that's lead poisoning. Yeah. He also got fucked up when a cannonball almost hit him, and like the earth like gave him like a fucked up leg. <laughs> Like the the ball didn't hit him, but like the splash damage splash got him. Splash damage, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> nice, really hardcore. Um, he probably also contracted some sort of syphilis or uh, STI or some type of shit because he was like banging bras. You know what I mean? Yeah. No condoms. That ex- that existed back then. Oh yeah, syphilis was a new world uh, shit. <laughs> syphilis. I I know. I know. What but... you trying to get history on me? Yeah, you know, just uh, trying to poke holes. You're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> One thing was for sure is that he had terrible gout. No. <laughs> Meat eater, catching cows, baby. Yeah, his feet and eventually his arms were just oh. all gout, gouted out. Um, wow, which is something you get. Into the arms. Yeah, which is something you get if you're a really intense alcoholic. Not like us. We're, we're straight edge mm-hmm. on this show. Yeah. We're good boys. Also, we... Um, Actually, I don't know why we don't have gout. <laughs> we should it's have gout. a fucking miracle. Yeah, yeah we really uh, should. I can't think of a single reason as to why we yeah. don't, but we're very lucky. Like it runs in my fucking Maybe it's family. the fluoride that the government puts in our No, water. there's yeah. no f- keeps us there's clean. There's no fluoride in Oregon. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> <laughs> get ready for gout. All right, cool. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Portland weird, right? <laughs> Dude, I'm just going to be so gouted. That's why you should go to Patreon.com to help me fix my cap. Yeah, well, firstly, we have to fix Mike up. we got to get him on the pills. <laughs> get yeah. him on the pills? Got, he needs yeah. to be on Percocets. Pil- he needs to be on fucking Oxys. Yeah, we need him to be re- really bring his best self forward. And hardcore narcotics. It's gonna make I want him to be the SoundCloud rapper of Roast Mortem. I think he is by accident. Yeah. Just because of the generational thing. That's true. Yeah, designated. Okay, Mm -hmm. so after Stony Point, Wayne and the war shifted down south. Wayne was at Yorktown, which was America's, like, real big first win. That was because the French started helping at that point. And, like, Lafayette and all those guys. Um, (sighs) And then... then, And then Wayne entered the swampy asshole of America that is Georgia. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jersey. No, I mean, Jersey's an armpit. Oh. Um, While the rest of the colonies were fighting in factions, right? So you had loyalist British regulars and Native Americans, for the most part, versus the Continental Army. Georgia was like a post-apocalyptic wasteland where everyone was just fighting each other. Okay. Didn't matter who you were. They're just like, I don't know, I'm going to fucking put this lead bullet in your butthole. Like, now, now Georgia is covered in Waffle Houses, but back then, it was just all Waffle House parking lots. Yeah. Ready for those. Yeah. Waiting for it to open, getting in line, getting them smothered and covered, also dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Wayne was called down there by a General Green, and he... General Green was like, dude, you need to unify everyone, right? Like, the British has have taken Savannah. We need to reclaim Savannah. But the most important thing you got to do 
It's like bring everyone together, like all these loyalists and everyone. We need to get behind the American cause, right? Yeah, fuck America. Also, Wayne. Yeah. Also, Wayne was boning General Green's wife, Kathy. Nice. (laughs) I've lost track already. I renamed her too. She was Kathy, and now I'm gonna call her Sandra (laughs) McConathan. General Green said that they were said that Wayne and his wife were just friends, but you know, I mean, we debunked uh, yeah. that already. Yeah, that's been a theme throughout this entire journey <laughs> yeah. of Tony Wayne. He's just friends with his wife. Yeah, so so mm-hmm. Tony's like, "All right, this is great. I get to bring people together." Wayne <laughs> offers he offers amnesty to the loyalists. He offers amnesty to runaway slaves and natives as long as they sold their wares to him and his cause. Wayne saw himself as Moses leading his people out of Egypt. Wow. Caesar and Moses? <laughs> Dude, pick one. <laughs> and was Moses really great at leading his people out of Egypt? I know he succeeded, but did he not take four decades to get that done? I mean, if you want to get into that, I think it actually was a bit longer. Because ah. back then they had no idea how to keep track of time. No GPS. No. I mean, look at the, what what year is it to the Jews? I had, I had seven latkes last year. I don't know. I... <laughs> That's how they tell time. <laughs> this year I had nine latkes. <laughs> oh, you've traveled back in time somehow. <laughs> Vodka <laughs> harvest was good to us. <laughs> Living in this swamp shithole, um, Wayne went into full Vietnam mode. The Native American tribes were dragging his officers out into the swamps, cutting their noses off, and scalping them. Also, the British were so entrenched in Savannah that it was nearly impossible for Wayne to take the city. Wow. A lot of face mutilation going on in recent episodes. <laughs> yeah. Wayne started to heavily drink, and he also contracted malaria because cesspool of a state. Whoa. Hey, don't blame the state. Blame the state. Yeah. <laughs> no, just blame okay, the state. Yeah. You're right. I was trying to help out. No, I we're know. in agreement here. I know. Eventually, yeah. the war ended in 1783, and an officer from Savannah came to Wayne in his swampy camp and surrendered. But Wayne quickly shoot, shoot him away. Get away, sir. Get away, sir. Shoot. We have more war to do. <laughs> yes. He was hell-bent on taking Savannah by military force. Oh, cool. It, Beautiful city. So it's been untouched since before then, so <laughs> obviously not too much damage. Yeah. So it take it took a personal visit from General Green, cuckboy, who, you know, he's fucking his wife. Uh, <laughs> took a personal visit and be like, dude, all you need to do is walk in there and they'll surrender. And eventually yeah. he conv- convinced Wayne to do that. And uh, Savannah fell to Wayne. There you go. I can understand Wayne. So you got a guy whose wife you're fucking. Yeah. Telling you to walk into em- enemy territory. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. I talked to them. You should go over there. You should talk to them. They're actually pretty cool. They're nice guys. Where? All of them. And they're, they all have wives, and all their wives are friendly. Wear this bullseye <laughs> on your jacket. Yeah. They're... Exactly. Their wives. So I get. I get Wayne's hesitation to be like, hmm, I think I'm gonna stay here for a few more weeks and drink this gravy. So their their wives were very friendly, in fact, because instead of going home after the war ended, Wayne met Mary Maxwell. He also has a thing for Marys, which is kind of weird. But we basically, basically, Mary was blowing him because she, uh, of of his connections. She wanted him to free his loyalist brother and war criminal from prison. 
which Wayne did, promptly did. <laughs> All right. They got this. Now, were these uh, the, these uh, P- POWs, were, did they have anything cer- like um, a particular circumstance why he'd want to keep them behind bars? Uh, uh, just because they, like, murdered people in cold blood? Oh, it didn't. Just take the blowjob. Yeah. One blowjob. Halfway through it. Hey, uh, <laughs> I can say I did it, so let them go. <laughs> so Wayne then brokered a deal between the Georgian tribes of the Cree and the Cherokee. The local government gave him the Richmond estate as a thank you. This oh. was a 573-acre rice plantation near Savannah that they had confiscated from a loyalist that had fled to England. God oh, damn it. And we can't even get rent. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what was it, 573, Travis? <laughs> yeah. You could just, you could just I can't even give acreage as a thank you gift back in the day. <laughs> hey, we took it from someone else. Uh, Squanto or something like that. I don't know his name. You they didn't know what it. they were doing. I'm tired. Wayne has malaria. He's, he's, he's done fucking okay. Mary Maxwell because he's like, ah, whatever. Um, he's kind of like, dude, uh, I'm... I'm like sick. I'm really sick. And you kind of know when you like when you jerk off when you're sick, you feel better for a little bit. Yeah, dude. You, you crank it and then you jump in the shower. Yeah, you're like, oh, dude, I feel great. And then like the sickness comes back. Yeah. I kind of feel like once yeah. he stopped fucking Mary, like the sickness came back. Yeah, he, he, he stopped uh, getting the poison out. Yeah. So poor guy. So he packed his bags and headed off to Pennsylvania. So. The entire, this whole entire time, I mentioned that he only saw his family once. Uh, Wayne's friend, Sharp Delaney, had, <laughs> had been basically raising his kids and looking after Polly the entire time. So Wh- Wayne Whoa. shows up at, at Waynesboro, all fucked up on malaria, and Polly's like, oh boy, he's finally home! Yay! Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Sharp, get, get out of here. The second Wayne is better, which took about four months, he's like, yo, peace, idiots. <laughs> he heads back off to Philly. <laughs> I like this. Nice. He's a real patriot. Yeah. Wayne enters uh, politics in Philly, ultimately failing because he just yelled about veterans' rights. And as a great American tradition, as I said before, America gives you two fucks about veterans. Sometimes not even one. Wayne's like, wait, all right, I could just go back down to Georgia, right? Start a plantation in, on the Richmond estate. The problem was was that he had no real money because he hadn't been paid for any of his service during the revolution. So he needed money to buy slaves, right? Because he's going down south. He needs slaves. Slaves cost money. Just a, just a side note, Anthony hated slavery. He had actually seen one of the slave masters hack up one of their runaway slaves in the south, which was fucking terrible yes so but he he still needed money to acquire the thing he well so instead of calling them slaves anthony just called them workers you know workers that you don't pay and you can beat and they oh interns (laughs) right yeah no no sick days no leave no benefits you live with me (laughs) i listen in on your conversations if you have a child i will take it mine too and i will throw it in the dirt yeah i get one of those (laughs) So the first, yeah, no, it sounds like Travis, just like what you said, he must hate slaves. (laughs) He he loves workers, though. Okay, cool. I mean, I fucking hate Twitter. I'm on it all day. I guess I'm a hypocrite. Well, yeah, well, (laughs) way to belittle slavery, Cody. You're welcome. (laughs) So 
The first person Wayne turns to for money is Polly's uncle. Yeah, the dude, the dude is, uh, you know, the the uncle of the woman that you knocked up and abandoned for like a decade. Uh. He's like, no, nah, dude, I'm not giving you any money. You're an idiot. Well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right, and then he talks. It's just then your he- niece. Come on, man. Yeah, then he has a friend uh, that's like, dude, you need to talk to the Dutch. They've been handing out money to Americans, like the government, pretend rich people. They just, like, give out money, dude. It's free. He's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I'm going to go to the Dutch. So he goes to the Dutch, and he's like, hey, I got this place called Waynesboro. I'll use that as security. Like, loan me the money for these slaves. So he gets, he gets the slave money. He goes down to the Richmond estate, and he's got these slaves. And Wayne may have grown up on a farm, but he had no clue how to grow anything, especially oh, rice. Man. So is that he's what like, he's trying to do? Yeah, he's trying to grow rice, which is kind of hard rice to grow. Rice is tricky, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys want to know rice? Sure. Let me tell you about it. So the reason that you see rice fields all grown in water. The patties, yeah. The patties, the reason they're there is not because it makes them grow better, but it's because weeds don't yeah. grow in that. Uh. What Rice is resilient as a, as a plant. So you can put it in that water, it'll grow through, won't get fucked up yeah, by weeds. Yeah, you can weeds. flood it, and it doesn't care too much. Yeah, what about exactly. the hats? That's to keep the sun off the back of your neck, Travis. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so Wayne's like, I don't know how to do this shit. He hires an overseer, and then he's like, dude, let's party off of credit. I got this shit from the Dutch. Always party off of credit, dude. Come on, it's the most American thing ever. The Dutch money is the best money out there. Yeah, and also uh, Catherine Green's there, so he's like slipping it in behind his friend's back. And like the dude would go through gallons of wine, whiskey, and rum like every week. Just racking up that credit. Doing that great American tradition. More American tradition. This guy was around. If this guy was around today, he would definitely be doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Raising the roof, or as I like to call yeah. it, the debt ceiling. Yeah. So during an Independence Day party, him and his buddies may or may not have broken into a theater and tried to rape an actress, and then someone well, might have tried to shoot at him but accidentally missed and killed one of his friends. Okay, may or may not, you say? <laughs> this definitely happened. Yes. This absolutely happened. The name of the actress? Jim Carrey. Travis. You know it? <sighs> Titty big lady. Whoa. That's that was her name. All right, man. Well, make, d- don't make it so easy to pass up on. <laughs> uh, eventually, the Dutch came knocking, and they're like, "Where's the money, Wayne? Where's the money?" Donde esta la? Oh, of course. And and Wayne's like, "Dude, I don't have it. What are you gonna do about it?" They're like, "We're gonna take Waynesboro," and he's like, "Wait, right. but but my wife and kids live there." <laughs> Wait. Oh, the ones I'll give yeah. shit about. So he collateraled his family's roof. Yeah, yeah. Great. So in 1787, the Dutch company files a lawsuit against the Wayne estate to claim Waynesboro. Problem was, was they claimed it, they filed it in the wrong county. <laughs> so what does that mean? So nothing happened. Oh, wow. Off the hook. And this gave, yeah, this gave Wayne a little extra time to come up with the plan. Now, he remembered mm. that elected officials are at the time were immu- immune to persecution because that f- makes sense and free yeah. and fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, that, 
So Wayne races back to Philly and gets elected as an elect as a Pennsylvania assemblyman oh right at the time to- right at the time when they were voting to ratify the US Constitution. <laughs> this guy knows how to play the system. Yeah. He's starting to come back. Or he's lucky. It's either that or he's lucky. Because like the dingus can't catch a cow <laughs> while it's sleeping. Yeah. Right uh, into Congress. You know. Get that man. Get that man yeah. a special hat. His leadership skills are admirable, <laughs> and I like the way he fucks my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so right after that, uh, right after the vote happened, that was like the term, he sailed back to Georgia without seeing his family and decided to try to run for office in Georgia, but failed. By this time, the Dutch had figured out that you know, they had sued the wrong county. So he's like, all right, we got the right county now. But Wayne had another trick up his sleeve. Uh, the Dutch could... I'm excited to the hear The Dutch it. could not legally take Waynesboro if the Wayne estate was already being sued. Okay. Oh. So what Wayne did was he sent a letter to Sharp Delaney, and he's like, that was, you know, the guy watching over affairs. He's like, yo, Sharp. Remember when my father died and I was supposed to pay my mother and mother-in-law annuity? I totally didn't pay those quote in quotes old women a wow. penny. Uh, convince them to sue me. <laughs> it's oh, it's genius, and I also hate it. You know what I mean? Like he's such a dirtbag that he could use his lesser dirtbaggery as a shield for the, the, the hot dirtbaggery incoming. Great subject, Travis. Thank you so very much. Please so continue. That, so then Sharp has the awkward role of asking Anthony's mother and mother-in-law to sue their own son, which they did begrudgingly. The very next, <laughs> the very next day, Anthony's mother changed the will so that Anthony would only receive $1 of her inheritance and the rest would go to his son and daughter. <laughs> That's badass. I like that mom. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good mom. So this trick worked. But at the same time, Wayne, uh, Wayne was like, oh, like, they couldn't get the Waynesboro estate. But Anthony Wayne's like, I might still be thrown into debtor's prison because that was a thing back then. Right. Yeah, thank God. I don't think I'd be doing this podcast <laughs> if there oh, was yeah, debtor's yeah, prison. Thing. No, right? So he looked for more elected offices. Um, by this time, a um, his old war buddy uh, was the governor and major general of the Ohio Territory up in the north. Uh-huh. Now, his friend's name was Arthur St. Clair. Now, remember, Ohio was not a state. It was a frontier land. Oh, yeah. And Wayne, Wayne thought, oh, that's a real cushy job. Like, that's great. You just yeah. hang out there in the wilderness, like fight bears with your hands. Cushy. Touch dick a lot. Cushy. Yeah. So he's like, I could become the governor of America's Southwest Territory. So he talks to Washington. He's buds with him. And the idea got passed around a little bit, but ultimately was shot down. So he's desperate. He's like, I need to get into office. So then Wayne runs for the U.S. Congress of Representatives for Georgia. And he wins. He's all excited. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to Congress. (laughs) Yeah, verbatim. Two months later, found out that he had fixed the ballot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he was kicked out of Congress for voter fraud. Nice. All right. He's got his fingers in all the sludgiest pies. This is what America is built on. Opportunity. <laughs> right. It's how you approach it that makes you a hero or a yes. legend. So 
Legend. This Brand. man is the American dream. Yeah. The so best com- American dream. Completely down on his luck, the Dutch company finally agrees to take the Richmond estate as payment over Waynesboro. Because they, they were like, I don't want this shithole down in Georgia. They're like, all right, we feel bad for you. That's fine. But just to rub salt on the wound, Wayne had to have his wife, Polly, sign papers to turn over her two th- or one-third that she owned of uh, Richmond Estate through oh, marriage. Man. So awkwardly, he sent Sharp Delaney over to be like, yo, could you get my wife to sign this so I can sell it? When will I see me husband again? <laughs> what husband? I've grown older, and I really got to get one off. <laughs> Wait a minute, I've got to give away a third of me bits? No, thank you. <laughs> Good night. So, all right. Wayne was just about to return home, and he may have gotten to jail because all this fucking shit, but then his luck changed. How so? so basically, the entire American standing army was in the Ohio Territory because that's where the British and Native Americans were. That's where Wayne's war buddy, Arthur St. Clair, was. And Arthur St. Clair got all of the troops massacred in the woods. <laughs> all of them? Almost all of them. Jesus fucking Christ. A few stragglers fled for, fled for their lives, um, but were hacked down by my, the Miami tribe. That's right, Miami and Ohio. Okay, that's not confusing. <laughs> cool. Um, they hacked men, women, and children down to bits. One b- very particularly brutal way that the Native Americans dealt with disposing of children is they would pick them up by the ankles and smack their head against a tree. Ah, I can remember reading that, actually. <laughs> oh, man. that You know, you, you got to tell a bunch of these anti-abortion people that. <laughs> That'll yeah. change just their mind. No, get it before the nerve endings yeah, are just developed. be patient and then go for like the giant like swing, like WWE style. Oh, yeah. So Oof. when George Washington, who was president at the time, received the news... Uh, this was the first time this notably stoic man was angry and distressed. He he said that America without an army and without the Ohio Territory would ultimately fail. So he was like, all right, we need to like raise another army. Now, Anthony Wayne was not the first pick. They actually went through, I think, four people. Oh, um, great. <laughs> everyone else was like, dude, did you see what those Native Americans did to us? I'm not going out there. No. But uh, Wayne Jeez. was ultimately picked, and he was promoted to major general, and he was to lead the, a group of troops called the Legion of the United States. Sounds important. Yeah, so he met up at, um, he started a town called Legionville in Pennsylvania, right on the edge of the frontier. He was merciless with his troops, demanding that their uniforms were spotless. Okay. And although, like, basically all their uniforms were just rotting off of their body. Yeah. Much. It's war, man. Come on. Yes. His brigadier general was a man named James Wilkinson. Wilkinson hated Wayne because he felt that he was entitled for the role of major general because he had been uh, second in command to St. Clair. But also, Wayne was probably fucking his wife. (laughs) Good friends. Good friends are having you. You can do a sitcom. Good friends inside of you, lady. Yeah. Watch out for when your friends get inside of you. Watch out when your husband leaves you inside, <laughs> man. So right as he had his 2,000 troops ready to go, Wayne receives a letter that Polly had died. 
Oh. Oh, uh, poor whatever her actual <laughs> Which name one was, was that? <laughs> the uh. wifey. <laughs> the waifu. Then he That's then quickly sad. after that he receives a letter that his mother is about to die. The old woman. He fucked her. <sighs> yeah, he didn't really give a fuck about that anyway. I mean, oh. Uh, in fact, during this campaign, Wayne used the names of his sexual exploits, like Vining, Catherine, Sally, Maxwell, oh, okay. as as passwords for the army. <laughs> like he like, yo, troops, say Vining today. Hell yeah. When you said he used the names of his sexual exploits, I thought you were saying he used the names of his sp- his his specialized sex moves in his repertoire as the passwords. He might have done that too. Oh, yeah, so like, oh, the downhill dunkaroo. That's a good one. <laughs> the stargazer. So yeah. Wayne led his legion up the Ohio territory, all the way up north to Detroit, and um. The whole time, Wilkinson was sending sabotaging letters with supplies, so his troops are always hungry. Whatever. <laughs> Eventually, they reach the site of the St. Clair Massacre, where they find the bones of the soldiers that were killed three years ago. Oh. After burying the bones, they bunkered down for the winter. There was still no contact with the Miami tribes. We'll use these bones for war. <laughs> <laughs> Not those bones. Those are my brother's bones. He put them there. <laughs> Wayne got some really bad gout, like really, really bad. God he couldn't move his arms and legs. So the only thing that would help was him drinking a ton of whiskey. So he just got drunk all the oh, time. Yeah, there you go. Nice, and then yeah. one night, a tree fell on his tent and knocked him unconscious for a few days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a roast modem first, I believe. <laughs> yep. I think I killed Tom. <laughs> I wish you could see at home. Tom is uh, Tom's rolling around on his back, clapping with his feet. <laughs> this this gouted man is just like, I hate my life. Kill me soon. And a tree falls on his tent. He doesn't die. He's just like, God damn it. I must wake. The man's knees and elbows are like softballs. Oh, They're fucking giant. He can't move. He's got fucking... He's just laying there hammered like, this is going to be a great country when I'm done with it. Free, like, fucking took like, two and a half hours to fall over, but his gout just stopped him from being able to move out of the way. He's just screaming as the tree splinters. Help me! Oh, and no, no one wanted to. They're just to. like, what is it? Is that, was that a fox? Do you hear that? Someone definitely fell that tree for him. Sprinkling like woodpecker seed on the bark all day. Who, who, who's out there? Why are you cutting down that tree? <laughs> That's the one tree that. Now don't cut it down. Stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna come out there eventually. I'll see who you are. Oh goodness, I've got it. It's George Washington going back to his cherry tree days. Not a tree to be under, motherfucker. <laughs> So, in the summer of 1794, Wayne, Wayne eventually came head-to-head with the Native American forces. The two commanders were a man named Blue Jacket, who led oh. the Shawnee, and Little, Little Turtle, who head the Miami tribes. Um, so, there was also oh, some very sneaky Canadian militia, you know, British people, dressed as Indians there. Ah, espionage. I like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't look tan at all. 
So after dr- so all the drilling that Wayne had done on these troops had paid off because the Legion kicked the natives natives asses. And um, after a few months, uh, Wayne eventually th- sorry this battle was called the Battle of the Fallen Timbers. Very important uh, battle. I wonder why it's called. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> fell on his head. I don't know. Who Timber. won that battle? Do I get to name it? <laughs> so, um, after a few months, Wayne and the Western Confederacy of Native American tribes signed the Treaty of Greensville, which he named after his friend that he was boning his wife. Whatever. It's weird. It's a lot of soap lot of, opera. A lot of friend-wife boning. Hey, look, dude, if I, if I was able to name places, things, yeah. and then also if another part of me happened to be having sex with my friend's wives, <laughs> you... Bet I'm naming those places and things after my friends. Not the wives. It's a preemptive, it's a preemptive forgive me. I've been an awful oops. person. Preemptive oops. Yeah. Oops. Jeez. So okay. So this treaty of Greensville made the American border on in Ohio and also aligned the natives with um, the Americans. Uh, Wayne was actually given his own Native American nickname of Wind. (laughs) Great. Because he farted a lot, I guess. That's the baseline joke we can work up from. Okay, so ask me the question finally. How did Wind die? It's very long winded. Tony Wind. Wind's disease, right? So Wayne Wayne returned from this campaign a hero. Uh, He had saved um, the American expansionism. And restored restored yeah, sure. the faith in the military. There were parades in his honor and all that Yay. jazz. Anthony was still really fucked up with gout. He'd been hit with a tree. <laughs> like his dick maybe works still. I don't know. Probably. Was he dug out from under the tree yet? But you know, his <laughs> he's his body Yeah, he just took a section of land with him in yeah, it. Yeah, his body was all fucked up. <laughs> he shows up to Washington. Washington's like, dude, I got one more mission for you, man. <laughs> So James Wilkinson, the shit talker, that had been like, oh, fuck this guy. He's an idiot. I hate him. He had actually been suspected of working with the Spanish. Oh. No. Not the Spanish. Build that wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Washington's like, yo, Anthony, go back to Ohio. Start snooping around. Check out Wilkinson. Dig up some dirt. Anthony or Anthony Wayne goes back to Ohio. He starts inspecting all the forts that he had built. Start asking questions. On his journey north, Gal got real bad. Body seized up. He died. Just <laughs> he. Wow. No, he, oh. he died of like gout and seizures in September on September fifteenth, seventeen ninety six, at Fort Presky Island in Erie. Pennsylvania. Oh my God! Gouting out, man. Gouting out. Down now I now I know this has been a very long episode, but uh, do you guys want some spooky bits? Are we worthy, Travis? I think you guys are worthy. Ugh. All right, let us know how to do. Okay, now for spooky bits. Please. So Anthony Anthony's son Isaac had actually warmed up to his estranged dad over the last few years of his life because. When Polly died, Isaac, uh, Anthony was like, I don't know who to write about my exploits. My son, dude, I was having such a good time, a tree fell on my head. To dear Isaac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Tied him right. back in. So he had, 
How how are you? What's your name again, Isaac? Is that Isaac? I'm guessing. So he was writing to his son a bunch. His son warmed up. And Isaac decided, because Wayne was buried on this, like, nowhere fort in Erie, Pennsylvania. So Isaac decided in 1809 to head out to this fort and bring his father's remains home. Now, he exhumed Anthony's body, which was underneath this uh, American flag. A layer of gout. Yeah, a layer of gout. Thick. But at, at this point... He looks so perfectly preserved. No, at this point, the gout had rotted away, and Anthony was just a bunch of bones. It's bone zone. There you go. So he pulled all of Anthony's bones out of the ground and put, a, put them into two large saddlebags, <laughs> and then started to ride home to Waynesboro to bury his father on the family plot. Did he use bubble wrap, at least? I feel like the bones would just go to dust. Well, no, he didn't, because... Stupid Isaac did not close the saddlebags. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now a bunch of Anthony's bones has fallen on the way home. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we call it a dandy trail. Well, no. We call nice. it route we call it route 322. <laughs> Why is that? So, Isaac took um, a road, it was a dirt road at the time, but they turned this dirt road into U.S. Route 22, which goes from Ohio through Pennsylvania into New Jersey, down to the shore. You know, fucking shore. Okay. So it is said that on January 1st, which was Anthony's birthday, yeah, an, an, an apparition of Anthony Wayne is seen wandering Route 322 looking for his lost bones. <sighs> What's he need those for? I can't have sex with your wife if I don't have bones. Yeah, the ghost is sick still. <laughs> and that is Anthony Wayne. He also is, yeah, he's a great guy. He's looking for porn. He's a dirtbag. Looking for idiots. I'm looking at Route 322. Yeah, 322 US Route 322. Jesus Christ. You ever take that on your uh, on your tours, Tom? No. Wow, that's a big road. That's a, a lot, lot of, bones. of bones. A lot of bones are dropped yeah. there. Basically the bone zone. So wow. if you live along that route, let us know. Have you seen Anthony Wayne with his hard penis looking for your wife? Let us know on the show. <laughs> All right. So, look, with that said, you do, you wrapped it up. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Travis, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> But it was uh, it was a good boring. It was like Ken yeah. Burns boring, you know. Like I was in it. I was dude, in imagine the imagine if Ken me, Burns was hard the entire time he was making that iMovies movie he made. What iMovie? All of his movies. It's just yeah. zoom in on a picture. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he he has the most expensive version of Avid you can. Yeah, find. but he should just do a podcast. He'd be Dan Dan Carlin kicks the shit out of Ken Burns. No, I like his pictures, dude. I like I like where he finds his pictures, and he puts pictures, and he gets great narrators, and then he gets a bunch of actors to read the letters. I would love to see uh, 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 Ken Burns do an episode, of, or rather a 67-part miniseries uh, about Anthony oh. Wayne. <laughs> and then we compare, just like, maybe, you know, PBS, maybe they do telethons. Maybe we do, too. Patreon.com slash cast. We're basically PBS, except we don't. I would you. if 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 we get enough Patreons, if we get a lot of Patreons, I will do a Ken's Burns uh, uh, cut of one of our episodes. Oh yeah, it's all it's easy. All you have to do is select all your clips, copy attributes, so they all just zoom in a little bit. 
for each right one. click the drop down <laughs> Ken Burns menu. And luckily for you, I've been learning violin. Hey, mm. we can do this. We can do so this. So I could just no, very slow and somber. You know, Ulysses S. Grant once said to General Robert E. Lee through telegraph brought from Ettingale Ridge down to <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Fuck your wife. That he said. Spare some gravy. That, yeah, I, I, yeah, I fucked your wife. And our Waffle House has better eggs than your <laughs> Waffle House. Them's fighting words. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Whatever's been me. Look at that. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Thank you, right. Shane. Stick around. All right, yeah, social media oh, yeah, shit, uh, Patreon stuff. Stick around to the end of the episode. We got some <laughs> obituaries for some of the Patreons. You could be a lucky person that we can kill. We started doing that shit again? Nice. Well, yeah. you know what? It's better than the lottery because all you have to do is throw us money and you oh, automatically yeah. win. <laughs> it's not a lottery yeah. at all, actually. Yeah, because you actually get <laughs> Guaranteed. Also, Maybe. tell us your spooky fucking Anthony Wayne on Route 322 or fucking West Islip Road or Jericho Turnpike. I don't know. No, Tom, didn't dude, you see a ghost route- kiwi one time in Huntington? <laughs> You're gonna start. I saw a real kiwi. It was definitely a foreign animal, an exotic a pet that had escaped its owner. Tom, house. you were high and saw a ghost kiwi. Come on. I, no, dude, I wasn't high at all. Well, I was actually very high, but I had my wits about me. All right, think about it. If you have a spooky Route 322 story about Anthony or Wayne, a kiwi, like Tom will share the story. It's great. Let's just let's let's get one of those. Let's just get the one spooky story. And as soon as that comes in, we're not taking any more because oh, yeah. they're all gonna be the same. I was I was driving I was driving down Route uh three three twenty two three twenty two. I was going there, and uh, it was uh, it was one thirty in the morning. I was real tired, and my girlfriend was sleeping next to me. It was we were coming back from a New Year's on New Year's Eve, and then I saw the man. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll. That's credits. it. That, that, that's the extent yeah. of Dude, we could do a whole fucking off of your one story. You could start a paranormal show and get Copy more Patreons than we have now. You're welcome, guys. Oh, you I are welcome. It. Thank you, Shane. Thanks. Thank you, Shane. Bye, Thank dog. You. Bye. Thank Dance with I got no moss on me. Guess what? You made it to the episode, and you might have moss on you. Because if you wait around and listen to something long enough, you can grow a little bit of moss on you. Yeah, Travis's favorite band is the Rolling Bones. There you go. That was the joke I was going for. Thank you, Thomas. You're welcome. Uh, so now we got to the best part of the episode, the end, uh, where we talk about... <laughs> Fuck you. Where we talk about uh, our Patreons that... Uh, we're gonna kill or figure out how they died. And we're gonna kill gratefully. Yeah, because we're gonna tell their obituaries. It's like a premonition, because, a deadly one. Y- you know what they say, guys. It's it's it takes uh-huh. a team to build a wall. 
So we have to we have to go through history. We have to build this wall together. It's teamwork. We roast mortem is not roast mortem unless yeah. we have like at least five of you listening to us. So yeah. just keep in the support, and uh, you'll get one of these these obituaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it takes a village to raise a child, but only one person to kick a corpse into a gutter. True. That's All very right. true. So, so Tom, how many children did you kick in this obituary? Just one, really. All right. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. So our first obituary of the evening <laughs> is Roxetti Spaghetti. Um, Ooh. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, most people would think that's a handle, but that's actually her government name. Um, oh, all right. Roxetti got a little tired of uh, old Italian women getting her email somehow and writing her about their fresh rosettis and uh, spaghettis that they were making. You know how old women do. Mm. Um, it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, old women makes tea. They go to tea at gmail.com and go, you were delicious today. So, <laughs> so to avoid this um, this cacophony of, of old ladies writing in all the time, she wants to change her name legally to uh, Carletta Soprasata. So she goes to the DMV. Yeah. Uh, to go change her name, but it happens to be Bring Your Child to Work Day. And the clerk that helps At her... The DMV? With, yeah, yeah. You have to. Fuck. So the clerk that helps uh, Roxetti change her name to uh, Carletta Soprasetta, uh-huh. uh, she's got like 10 kids, and one of them takes the paperwork that Roxetti had filled out and changes the name, Carletta Soprasetta, to an even funnier name, probably the funniest no. name that a no. child can come up with, which is Osama Bin Lasagna. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool kid. Yeah. Oh. Now, upon officially being Osama Bin Lasagna, <laughs> she walks outside and manages to save Nathan Lane and Denzel Washington from a horrific car accident, gaining her all kinds oh. of newspaper press, and the headlines are flying. This is just... This is oh, clickbait yeah. for everyone. Okay. But, of course... Someone's going to be mad about it, and it's probably going to be about those 600 BuzzFeed writers that got laid off that can't write about this sensational news. <laughs> Insensitivity, terrorism, all in one name? I can't believe what? it. What? Yeah. Uh, Osama bin Lasagna wakes up to a horde of BuzzFeed, uh, fired BuzzFeed writers. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, who, who t- take her from her own bed, bring her to the top of the Freedom Tower, and drop her off of it. <gasps> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I just, I'm glad that America wins in the end. Thank you for I mean, being our is she patron, right? Osama is she bin right? Lasagna. Oh, oh, no, I mean, that tower's pretty tall. So, uh, Osama bin okay. Lasagna, Roxetti Spaghetti, as you were known in a different life, uh, thank you for being a patron. Sorry about BuzzFeed. Thank you. Rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Cody, who's the next lasagna being lasagna nice? Uh. <laughs> Gentlemen known only by Sir Trolls a lot. Yes, lovely Patreon. Thank you, or Patreon rather. He downloads our uh, podcasts on tour. <laughs> oh shit! Fierce. Onions. Yeah, onions. I know about the internet. <laughs> and uh, Sir Trolls a lot. Uh, given his moniker, is actually a fucking troll. He's not a human being like you and me. And uh, so he's got five no dicks. Troll. He's got he's got a fuck he's got five dicks. All of those dicks have uh, three heads apiece. So like, nice. he takes down his pants and it's just like fucking calloused udders wafting in the breeze. You gotta see that like um, Cthulhu giving him a blowjob. You don't know where it starts and begins. It's just fucking oh, nuts. Oh my god, yeah. Madness, madness. Sir! All right. And uh, so actual troll, actual fucking. Norse troll of the folklore. That's where trolls come from. 
Um, and he's and he's just there in his fucking troll cave. And he's bored. He's just there thumbing his anus. He's busy being <laughs> ugly as sin, just sitting around. He uh, he kind of looks like the second to last uh, illustration on the Animorph book covers. Uh, you know what ooh. I mean? Like, like, the, the girls turning into like a fucking ox. That's when he she's the like, hottest. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ox with tits uh, and uh, <laughs> and udders. Yeah, so he, he he's gross. He smells. He's just there thumbing his ass in his fucking uh, cave. But. Uh, in all this sloth, he's forgotten to pay tribute, pay homage to uh, the Norse god Odin. And uh, we all know what Odin does when he gets angry. He sends his uh, henchman of a son, Thor, to go uh, do his dirty work. Go slap his dick on his face! The son, Wait, go gonna, slap uh, your are, dick on his face! Are we going to get fucked up by Disney by you telling this story? <laughs> I don't know. Because don't they we'll own Thor? Out. They own Marvel's Thor. But this is, this is, this is honest-to-goodness folklore. Uh, Norse deity Thor. Okay. And, uh, so Thor's there, and he's fucking nailing an eviction notice with Majolner to the side of the fucking cave wall. And, uh, so it trolls a lot, uh, wakes up from all the noise, extracts the thumb from his ass, and the two have some very fucking impolite words, some fisticuffs, some nipple rubbing, some nipple bumping, as we like to say on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Thor, justified to use lethal force... Shoves 10,000 volts of lightning bolt up Sir Trolls a lot's ass. And Sir Trolls a lot. She's like, don't rape me, Thor. Don't rape well, me. Don't tase me, Thor. Well, Thor, <laughs> that's all right. I'll edit that too. for you. <laughs> sir, no, sir. I, it's the same thing. With, uh, there's a lightning bolt without consent. Sir Thor's a lot was getting a, Wait, thir, Sir Trolls a lot was like wow, getting it did ready. Did just get retarded? He's getting it ready. Yeah. He was just sitting there scratching yeah, he his hernia. scratching his fucking hemorrhoid. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got retarded for this one. Uh, he's, 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 yeah, he was priming the hole, and then Thor comes in, shoves a huge lightning bolt up his Ooh. ass against his will. Uh, he does not make it to Asgard or Valhalla. The Valkyrie just comes by and puts him out with the trash. Mm. So, rest in peace, Sir Trolls a lot. Thank you for your patronage. Hell yeah. Do it, man. Yeah. Thank you. All right, and the last person is someone named Sanatori. Yeah, good guy. Hey, Sanatori! So, Sanatori, I'm imagining, is a happy little samurai boy. I, I talked to him. <laughs> he's a little samurai son. He's in Japan. He's having a good time. Skipping around are, Japan. Are you kidding? Heading. Wait, hold on. Before you continue, are you kidding? What? Is he from Japan? Are you just like... I don't know. <laughs> are you just opening up an you, avenue for yeah. racist jokes? I'm like, not I mean, opening you started up the, it, no, Tom. I'm not. Ah. You're talking about you my Norse heritage, Cody. What the fuck? No, Tom started it with Senatori. Me? I said that? You said that, didn't you? Uh, Did I miss that? No, that, was that, that was Travis. Was that Travis doing a very good This Tom was me. Senatori. All right. Senatori. All right. So Senatori, he's a happy little samurai boy. He's skipping around Japan. He's beheading peasants as he goes. He's mm-hmm. having a good time. Stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, yo, I, I lost my job because uh, guns. Because, like, samurais, oh, yeah, that's a- samurais can't have Uzis. There's no honor in that shit. It's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's a different amendment for Japan. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, looking, yeah, looking to restore his warrior honor, he decides to take up the most noblest of professions sanitation work. Sanitary sanitation. Okay. <laughs> Thus, his name. <laughs> feeling it. Feeling it. So his first day on the job, he sent to the Japanese dildo, pl- uh, the Japanese tentacle dildo plant. Um, oh, very popular. So I've heard. yeah, he's there. He's scooping out loads of used dildos into his truck. 
Because in Japan, they have, um, like, you know, dildos have that, like, dildo deposit, kind of like cans. You know, oh, you, yeah? You yeah, buy a dildo, there's like 10 yen deposit on it. Gotcha. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of these used d tentacle dildos, and he's scooping it into the truck. Ah, this is a great honorable job. Uh, and then, sure, yeah, right? And then, <laughs> yeah. I'll buy it, yeah, L why not? Little did he know that these dildos were actually vibrators. And these were the first vibrators to ever be invented, so they didn't run on batteries, they ran on kerosene. Wow. Yeah. So, That's uh, a nightmare. So he's got a pile of these goopy tentacles in the back of his garbage truck, He's all ready to drop them off at Dildo-san, which is the landfill in Japan that's entirely made out of dildos. <laughs> yeah. He goes up he's Tor in, 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 the, in the most honorable um, uh, way he can. He lights up a traditional Japanese Cuban cigar. Uh, oh, uh, traditional. Okay. And, yeah, he goes and flicks it out the window after he's done inhaling it in one inhale. Finishes oh, the cigar. It's drag. Boom! All the kerosene goes off. Floppy used tentacles, dildos everywhere, and everyone's dead. Everyone? Yeah, everyone. Okay, including our boy Sanatori. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. he was. Jesus Christ, that was that was a good one to end on, Travis. Thank you for that. Everyone's dead. That's the but, end of everything. So everyone's dead. Goodbye. What is that yep. a freebie? Goodbye. Even if you don't pay for this service, you get it because everyone's dead. Yeah, you got. I don't know who's listening. Yeah, everyone got killed dead. in the Great Kerosene Dildo Fire. Oh, wow. Careful now. That was Nagasaki, Travis. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Roast Mortem. If you want to get obituized, uh, you know where to give us money. Yeah. Thank you. Premium. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.